Hey everyone, welcome to episode six of the Fashion Sense Finance Mess podcast, the modern girls and guys guide to financial success while still looking cute on a budget, of course. I am Taylor and our co-host is Lindsay. Hello. This past week over on Instagram and the blog, the Money Tip Tuesday was do not set up your credit card automatically on apps. The blog post was all about credit cards. I talked about the 30% credit rule, along with talking about creating a good relationship with credit cards. So if you haven't guessed yet, this episode is going to be all about credit and credit cards. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing I want to talk about is our relationships with credit cards. We have definitely created different relationships with credit cards right out of the gate, I think. And then Lindsay has mended her relationship with credit cards over the years. Yes, it's definitely drastically improved. (laughs) So I'll start with mine. So my first credit card would have been when I was 18. I got it when I got my student line of credit. It came with a credit card. It had a $1,000 limit. I was mostly just to use it for school purposes, books, parking pass, The occasional, as I got older and as I got my first job, it obviously turned into, like, I'd buy things on the credit card. But I never couldn't pay the minimum, couldn't pay it off in full every month, except for one time, which I talked on a previous episode of the podcast (laughs) when we went to New York, forgot about the exchange rate, went over the limit once. But that's about the only bad thing, really, I've had with credit cards. And my relationship has always been good. Like, I use my credit card daily for all my little purchases. It acts almost as a way for me to budget. Where Lindsay's experience with credit cards has been a bit different. Yeah, I got mine. I know we've dived into this before on the podcast. But, like, I got my first one at 18, not knowing that I was even getting one. Like, I don't think I started checking my credit score until probably, like, two years ago. Um, and it's interesting, like how my kind of relationship with credit cards went and just like, I don't want to say the hole that I got myself into, but just like, like I didn't have a great relationship with credit cards, but it's interesting because I never really used mine for like in-person interactions. Like everything on my credit card was like electronic stuff like it was paying for things online or like you said setting it up for like automatic withdrawals and apps and and this and that yeah like it I never I've always used my debit card in person okay so what was your first credit card so mine was (laughs) okay my first credit card was it was a student one so it had the um what is it? SPC. So you got the discounts on like all the stores that were affiliated with this card and it was part of my credit card. And then that one lasted a little bit. When, so it's mostly a student one, but it continued on until it expired, which I obviously was out of school by the time it expired, which was, I think last year, um, the five years renewal was up on that. So then it transferred into more of a grown up one. Didn't you don't get the student discounts anymore it turned into an air miles one and then I have my main one which is cashback which is the one that I use mostly the only thing attached to my air miles ones is my Netflix just to kind of keep something on it every month yeah see those make sense (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, my, uh, mine was a Canadian Tire gas bar credit card was my Okay, so that one. was your first one. Yeah. Yeah. The one she still has not canceled, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I know. Really should, uh, should do that. You know what the perk, though, is that I paid it off. I mean, I'm still paying, like, $11 a month for no reason, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, my second one was a Hudson's Bay rewards card thing. And I signed up for it because when I signed up for it, my brother was buying a watch. And when you signed up for it, you got like, I don't know, it was like $200 off your purchase or something like that. So my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Signed up for that, bought a watch, gave me the rest. And that's been my, that's still my main credit card. Like it doesn't do anything for me. But, like, that card's in a good, like, I need to open a credit card that's actually doing something for me. But that one at least is now in, like, good status. It's the card I, I use and I'm paying it off every month and and whatnot. That one has a, the Canadian Tire one is a $200 limit. So, like, a joke. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the HBC one, though, is 2500 So, yeah, that's, like, my main credit card. Yeah. Okay, so there's a couple of things I want to touch on. We've sort of, you sort of touched on like different topics I want to talk about throughout this podcast episode. So the first one I think is going to be when it comes to credit cards, you want one that does something for you. So for me, like I collect air miles and then the cash back is something that's very convenient and I save it all up for Christmas. Like that is what I usually use my cash back for. See, I just found out about air miles, but like, sorry, not about air miles. Like I've heard of that. My mom had one when I was a kid and everything, but like, I just recently found out that you can redeem air miles, like not for flights. Yes. I was like, and you know what? I didn't know that at the beginning either. So I think what happened was like, I had one and I've had one for a while to the point where I think I have almost 3000 air miles that I don't know what I'm going to do with because I didn't know that you could log into a website online and switch. There's like a little yeah, like toggle thingy and you can go all cash back or you can go all air miles. And I had no idea. So here I was collecting all air miles yeah. that I probably like, I don't know what to spend them on. We can't travel right now. I don't really need anything. Like I've gone on the website, looked at the different things that they have, but yeah, it blows my mind that you can, like, yeah. buy your groceries with air miles. Or, like, yeah. your ga- I'm like, oh, my God. I swear to God, the only places I shop are Metro, which gives does air miles. Yeah. LCBO, air miles. And the gas station, air miles. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. I I could have gotten so much money out of that if I had, like, you know, looked at it. Yeah, see, and that's the thing is sometimes you don't know until you kind of sit back and you look at where you shop and, and like you, you kind of realize like I go here, here and here. Oh, like air miles is something that would benefit me. So when you go look at credit cards, you need to see what would benefit you better. Yeah. Would a cash back one benefit you better or would air miles be something that would work out better for you? Yeah. And that's something that you really need to think of when you go for a credit card. Like, do you travel a lot? Should your credit card have something geared towards travel? Um, Air miles. Do you want cash back for groceries, gas, that kind of stuff? Or cash back? Is there something that you kind of want to save up for for the end of the year that you can get money back as you make purchases throughout the year? 
But you do have to make sure that you're not going into debt just to get those rewards, which is, I think, is something that people really need to remember. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a great, a great idea. Okay, so then there's something else that I want to talk about that you touched on, and it'll be credit card limits. Mm. So when you're starting off, I honestly, like, your $200 credit limit, I don't think that was bad if that was your first credit card. Yeah, at 18, when I didn't even know it was a credit card, like, probably a good thing. Yeah, and then mine was a thousand, but I think that was just because because that's what came with the line of credit. I mean, I needed a big enough credit limit to put books on, and if you've been to university say, or college, uh, yeah, two hundred dollars credit <laughs> limit for books would get wasn't going to do anything book. for you. <laughs> so now I've kind of graduated, so I saw the thousand dollar limit on that one credit card. I'll probably always keep it at that. If anything, I might reduce it and just keep it because it's my longest credit card history. I mean, I got it when I was 18 and now I'm 26, so that's eight years. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's not hurting me. I don't think I'll get rid of it at the moment. My other credit card I got, I think when I graduated university, it started off at want to say 5,000. Damn. And then I increased it to 6,500. I don't think I'll go any higher than that because I got approved for a line of credit that's 10,000 that I'll never use. I've used it once. I've had it for a year and the only reason I had to use it was because I got my wisdom teeth out. I didn't want to leave what was remaining on my credit card until my benefits paid me out. So I moved it to my line of credit. It's out there for like two weeks, paid it off. That's about it. But I know that I can handle that amount of credit and not overspend, get myself in debt. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have not built that relationship with credit, start with a $200 credit card like Lindsay did. Or there is something called a secured credit card. So if you've never had a credit card, you might not get approved for a credit card because you have no credit history where did you have anything before your first credit card that kind of let you get approved no and I was just thinking that I'm like that sounds so like uh, just like a big circle like you haven't yeah so how if you've never had like anything that would give you a credit history um you can start with a secured credit card so this what it is it's almost like a prepaid credit card so if your limit is 200 you have to put that 200 dollars mm. down payment on it they hold that 200 dollars down payment but you treat it like a credit card so if you make a purchase on there that doesn't come out of that 200 dollars down payment that you gave them you have to pay it off so you almost have to save up a chunk of money for whatever you want your credit limit to be you hand that over that's your deposit you build your credit score by buying things on your secured credit card and paying them off and then if you build up that credit report that credit history you're in good standing you qualify for like a grown-up credit card I guess interesting (laughs) you grad if you graduate to that then you get the deposit back you can close that credit card and you have successfully built up your credit history. Wow. So that is, and you know what you can use that if you hurt your credit history, you hurt your credit score, you kind of do something that hurts you financially in general. This is something that you can do to 
go back to being in good standing and building all that up. Is that, I don't know if I got approved for mine just because it was such a low max. Like, how much trouble can you get into with a $200 limit? Yeah, that could be it. And it also wasn't, like, a major credit card provider. I didn't go out looking for it. Like, someone walked up to me with an iPad and was like, do you want this cart? Like, they were obviously (laughs) trying to get people to sign up. So I'm sure the the qualifications weren't the highest. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't say, like do that as your route <laughs> for Lindsay it I wouldn't either card. <laughs> but yeah I definitely want to give advice for signing up for just like some random guest yeah card I wouldn't card. really that... suggest that anyone follows <laughs> the route that I've taken yeah. with credit cards so do you want to do we want to kind of dive into a little bit more of your relationship with credit cards so you said like a lot of the stuff on your credit card was like online purchases. Yeah. Um, and I think I just, I have been told when I was younger that like, as long as you paid your minimum balance, like it was fine. And so yes. that was kind of my focus for as far as my credit score was concerned, was always paying off my minimum balance. But my credit, like the balance on my card never went down. You know what I mean? Because what I was paying in interest for a card that was always like my one that has a $2,500 limit, I would say was always somewhere around 2,100 to 2,300 on the card. Yes. And so I would make my minimum payments or like if I had a little extra, sometimes I would pay more off, but I was never, like, my mindset with it was never, I'm going to pay off this card. Like, I was never focused yeah. on getting that number down to zero. I just tried to make sure I made my payments on time for the sake of my credit score. And other than that, I was fine with it. Which I think now looking at that, obviously, <laughs> it would have been a good idea <laughs> to... Uh, I have so much to talk about on uh, that. <laughs> like, So there's three options when it comes to paying your credit card you pay the minimum you pay a slightly higher amount which is like the two things Lindsay was doing or you pay the entire bill which is what I do like I never carry a balance month to month and that's what I'm trying to do now yes but you've like worked that like you've worked your way up you realize like what you do were doing wasn't helping Mm -hmm. you it was essentially costing you more money because what happens when you only pay the minimum is you're not really paying any of your principal. You're paying mostly interest. And the thing with credit cards is it's compounding interest. So you're paying interest on the interest and it's just like a spiral downwards. And I think that's what I finally noticed. I was like, okay, I need to actually get this under control. Is like when you look at how much money you're paying off for nothing, like essentially, like it's just interest growing on what's there. Like, I'm just paying money mm-hmm. that I didn't even spend. I left our New York trip. So, because at the time that Taylor and I went to New York, Taylor's card was a $1,000 limit and mine had the $2,500 limit. And we purchased, like, a package together. So, the cost of ours was over $1,000. So, we put the trip on my card. Taylor sent me the money, blah, 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 cool. But I left that there for so long. Like, what I probably actually paid in interest for that trip is not okay makes me want to throw up a little bit 
but you know what I mean I just didn't I don't know why I just didn't think like that I didn't understand credit like no one had ever really explained how that worked to me all I had been told was as long as you pay your minimum balance on time you're fine yeah I definitely I wish I had an example here I'm gonna try and bring one up but when you look at even just like a thousand dollars in credit card debt and if you just pay like not adding any extra debt onto that thousand if you just pay the minimum it can take you years to pay off the credit card it's actually insane i'm gonna pull up my statement and you, right yeah. now that i just got because so mark and i went out to prince edward county um just as like a mini we were supposed to have a trip to germany this year so that was kind of our like little little trip away during covid instead and mm-hmm. like I use my credit card at the wineries because the tap on my debit card. So I've been using my credit card and then just paying it off each month. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Dun, dun, dun. I get so I need to go through my email inbox. I think we talk about this every <laughs> single episode. And like your credit interest is like usually like nineteen point nine nine or like. In the 20s, it's actually crazy. So my statement balance, like in total, is four hundred and twenty-five dollars, and my minimum payment due is ten. Ten bucks. Like, how Mm -hmm. how many times are you going to pay ten bucks with interest growing and actually pay that off? And never. You know what? Let's let me look this up. So let me get a debt calculator. All right, so let's do. <coughs> Sorry, guys, I have a tickle in my throat. It's not okay. The COVID, so your balance you said is like four fifty. We're just gonna say the interest for four twenty five. Like... Four twenty five and seven cents, if we want to be precise. <laughs> seven cents. I'm just gonna use a debt interest rate of like nineteen point nine nine. Okay, it's probably somewhere around there. Yep. Um, your minimum monthly payment it's saying is like ten sixty three. Mhm. It says ten dollars on the dot in this this email, but okay. So it's thing. saying by making just the minimum payment on your debt, it will take you over six point two years to pay off your debt, and you will pay over three hundred fourteen dollars and forty two cents in interest charges. So six years to pay off four hundred twenty five dollars, and you're actually going to pay close to what eight hundred in total? Three hundred and what dollars for interest? So three. Oh, sorry. That's just making the minimum. Payment. Yeah. Being a 1063. If you put the 1063 that this thing just like randomly put in as a payment, um, it would take you 5.6 years and $280 and 82 cents. So you would be paying 425 plus 280. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. That is why paying only the minimum is not the way to go. I mean, there is circumstances where if you have multiple credit cards and you need to focus on paying down one, which I think will be a future topic, Mm -hmm. how to pay down debt, your only option at that point might be just paying the minimum and you need to pay the minimum because if you don't, you will not be in good standing and that is just going to ruin you financially and just make everything worse. Yeah, it's crazy. And so when my card was at like, $2,300 all the time my minimum balance was usually just over a hundred bucks each month which is obviously Mm -hmm. more than paying ten dollars right yeah but But that's the percentage that it calculated for that amount which is almost the same as just paying down ten dollars on your four hundred dollars like it's not going to do anything no 
but it makes it so much harder when you let it get to that point yeah of getting it back like right now I can go in and pay 425 dollars I can't go in and pay $2,300. Yes, but that's, you need to create that relationship where you get to that point. Yeah. That you are paying off your credit card every month. Yeah, I would always just function with it at a point where, like, I was never in a position to be able to just take care of. Well, honestly, I probably was if I budgeted better, but you know what I mean? Like, I never was like, I can go in and pay this off this month. Yeah. In its entirety. I was always just focused on the minimum or like if it was like a hundred and like 20 was my minimum balance like sometimes I go in and put pay like 200 or something you know but it was never it was never focused on getting it down to zero okay so out of the three options when it comes to paying off your credit card because I don't take not paying your credit card off as an option um if you can you need to pay it off in full on time every single month Mm -hmm. the second one if you something happens and you had to put a little bit extra on your credit card and you like can't pay it off, then you need to put as much as you can. And that will be the minimum plus as much as, as much extra as you can paying the minimum. I'm sure there's circumstances where you can only pay the minimum, but you don't want to be doing that forever. You'll be paying almost like double depending on how much you have on there or more and then you've wasted all that money and that really didn't do anything for you yeah like make that your last option to get by but it shouldn't be like that was just my that was my plan like that was just how I functioned with a credit card yeah yeah you definitely don't want your plan to be just paying the minimum unless you are tackling another credit card and that is all you can afford at the moment yeah then that's fine but if you have one credit card if you have $2,500 on that credit card like you need to come up with a plan which Lindsay and I did yep we kind of sat down and we were like how do we get rid of this because you cannot keep your credit or your amount on your credit card so close to your credit limit like it's just gonna hurt you and I think once I actually started making like a full effort to get that down I think I had both those cards paid off in like what three months yeah, it went cr- quick. I mean, you did have some checks from the government that yes, definitely thought about and didn't and didn't cash in. So we had a little bit of a um, a little bit of bonus there. money there coming yeah. in. But you know what I mean? Just even getting those in and it just be my mindset of like, I'm gonna put this towards my credit card instead of like, ooh, free money. I'm gonna go to the mall. Yeah, you definitely have to change your mindset. Yeah. Like your credit card is not free money. It is there to either help you in an emergency I mean I would hope you have emergency savings and you're not using your credit card all the time for emergencies or you use it for your everyday purchases but you have a strong enough relationship where you pay it off yeah like credit cards there's such a stigma around them and I see so many budgeting Instagrams talking about how bad credit cards are and I honestly cannot sit here and say that they're bad I think what's and bad is not the right word, but just from like being someone who has had to work a lot in my relationship with mm-hmm. credit cards, I think what I still like even the other weekend when we were out at the wineries and I was using my card, I was feeling myself getting anxious about like because I had now used it a couple times and I was yeah. like, what did I just put back on my card? Like getting like so nervous that this like huge number was coming. Like I find with my debit card, just knowing that like. One, it works the opposite way 
like the money is there for kind of like that other credit card you're talking about like the money's there first and I'm reducing the money it's not like a I'm going into debt okay so that credit card because okay so you're not really reducing the money it's the deposit is there to kind of hold just in case you default on it then they would take your 200 200 deposit but it works like a credit card so you put money on it and then you pay it off that $200 never increases or decreases. It's just like security for the lender in case you turn out to have a bad relationship. Oh, okay. When you were saying you put money on it, I thought you meant like, like you were preloading the card. No. So it's almost like a preloaded card, but it's, it works like a credit card. If that makes sense. So there's a deposit. (laughs) And then there's so, yeah, a limit. so you do a deposit for what your limit is. So if your limit's two hundred, you put a deposit down for two hundred. It protects the lender because you're someone that either doesn't have a credit history and they're not going to trust you, or you've done something to ruin your credit score. And this is a way to kind of build it back up. So they have the money as a deposit. If you mess up, they take it. But isn't that the same as, like, if the limit... If you have to put a deposit down of what the limit is, isn't that the same as, like, preloading a card? Like, can you go back to... Like, say you put $200 on it, and then you spend mm-hmm. the $200. Do, don't you have to put the $200 back into the card to be able to spend it again? I guess in a way, yes, but like, I just don't want people to get confused and think that there's $200 on it. And then once that $200 is gone, they don't have to pay that back. (laughs) See what I'm saying? No. So you, you you put a deposit down and then, so you would need to put $200 onto the card. Okay, okay, no, I think I'm getting it now. So for people who don't have any credit history or, like you said, have done something to get themselves in a situation where they would be, like, at mm-hmm. risk for a lender, they've got to put an so the extra $200, $200 is kind of like in its own section. Pay. Like, the $200 is just kind of like, I don't want to say... Like, your first and last month rent when you move into... Yeah. <laughs> A new place. So the $200 they will hold on to. Okay. In case you default on your credit card. But then when you spend $200, you have to go in and pay off that $200. Well, anything you spend on that. So if you go and buy $10 of food somewhere. You still owe It's like a credit card. You need to go and pay that $10 on that credit card. Okay. Yes. See, in my mind, it was just coming off of the $200. Like you were down to $190 on your card now. No. Okay. I'm following interesting so that, i didn't know those existed yes. it's like a safeguard yeah if you are just if you know you're not gonna have a good relationship if you never have had a credit card you need to fix your credit score because you've done something that's really hurt okay. it that makes sense i mean you will have to save up that's for whatever wild. Your limit to yeah. be. Jeez. but i mean trade-offs I guess either you build up your credit score you don't and not building up a credit score is not going to help you in life it does make sense like as far as like from a lender's perspective that if you're a risk they've got themselves covered and then you're able Mm -hmm. to build up a good score yeah now I wanted to just go back to something that you said so when you use your credit card it kind of gives you anxiety when you're making purchases so you need to kind of find 
remedies for stuff like that. So I would say in your case, you need to set up alerts for your phone that when you purchase something on your credit card, it texts you. So you can physically see in the moment yeah. what you're purchasing. Yeah, I get that for my debit card, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I don't know, like, do you know if I can do that with the types of cards I have? Like, I know if I went, I'm with Scotiabank. I know if I went and got a Scotiabank credit card, I could do that because my Scotiabank debit card does that. But I don't know if that works for, like, Hudson's Bay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to probably log in and see. That's probably another just, like, perk of getting a, quote-unquote, grown-up credit card that, you know, actually. Yeah, and I things. think that kind of enough months have gone by where you've stuck to keeping your credit card low. Yeah. And we've paid both of them off, and she's had a very good couple of months, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think also what would help me, like, just the relationship I've had with credit cards in the past is also, like, a perk of getting a Scotiabank one would be that when I log into my bank account on my phone, it would be reflective mm-hmm. of my debit and my credit card. Like, yes. I, right? And I think it can be... I haven't seen that, oh, right? Like, the whole time I've had credit cards. So, the past eight years, when I log into my bank account, I don't see my debts through credit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would... And sometimes, like, out of sight, out of exactly. mind. Exactly. But you can't I'm do that. I'm totally an out of sight, <laughs> out of mind person. So, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, if you know you're kind of lazy and you don't want to, like, log into, like, all these different websites, mm-hmm. you need to combine them Yeah. All. Like, even just the fact that I'm signed up for, like, the e-statements now, like, that I get mm-hmm. and I make a point of actually going through my crazy email inbox and, f- oh my and gosh, finding them. So but you know what I mean? Because it's, like, I have, ma- I have missed making minimum balance payments in the past just because, like, I haven't gone looking through, like, just time goes by, mm-hmm. like, life's busy. It was usually when I was a student and this and that. And, like, then all of a sudden I would go through my email box and be, like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to pay that like three days ago. It, you know what I mean? It was it was missing <laughs> yeah. it for like really no reason. And there's like a couple things on that. Like one, you started to realize that like when you started checking your credit score, it wasn't exactly where I think you wanted yeah. it. So, and the second one is if you know you are not going to remember, if you are signed up for paper statements but you know you're away at school and they get sent to your house you either need to change them to e-statements and make sure that your email address is on that or you need to set up a reminder in your phone because your payments are the same day of the month every month that was literally me in school they went to my parents house like my permanent address and then I wouldn't want, my brother would offer to, like, open my mail and stuff. But, like, I never wanted mm-hmm. him to open my, like, credit card stuff. Because I was just so, like, embarrassed of, like, where, you know what I mean? Like, the balance I had sitting yeah. on this and that. And I just didn't want, like, my family to And I think me. you need to get over yep. that at some point. Because if you never came to me and was, like, like, I had to ask the hard questions. Like, when we kind of sat down and went through a budget, I was like, okay, well, what is on your credit yeah. card? And just, I think even and like that. she had to tell me. <laughs> well, I had to tell you that. And then also, like, all of those conversations were like, it's around this. 
Like I, yeah, you never would tell me it. like what it but was. But I don't even think I always knew what it was. Like I knew <clears> the ballpark <throat> number, but it was just such a like, I don't know. It just became something that I was so embarrassed of. And like, mm-hmm. like I would talk about finances with Mark for like the first little bit and end up just like sobbing. Cause like, I was just so embarrassed of like where I had let things go in the past and whatnot. And like, yeah. I know we've talked about this and I've probably mentioned it before on here, but just even like you know it's not like I'm in some great like financial situation I'm set up for the next five years blah 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 but just putting in the work to improve it has made me so much more comfortable talking about it yeah and I think you just need you need to find that person that you are comfortable Mm -hmm. with and you need to lay it out on the table and like you were figure out how to tackle the first it. First night ever was like logged into my bank account and just handed my phone and was like, "This is what's <laughs> you know what I mean?" Like, yeah. And honestly, if the person wants to help you, they're not going to judge you. And don't feel embarrassed. You because if you keep feeling embarrassed, it's just going to like it's going to pile it up. Did. It totally did. And you know what? You caught it though before it. It could have been much worse. Like it could have just kept going. Yeah honestly I don't know what would have happened if we never sat down and started to put a plan together to figure out how to get you back and I think that was kind of like the underlying like blessing of that I never did raise a credit limit was like I only was able to get Mm -hmm. myself into $2,700 of trouble cumulatively like it was a manageable number like if I had a $6,500 credit limit like in those years god knows I would have six thousand dollars that I would have had to tackle on those cards right like yeah so yeah yeah that's the thing you definitely have to be careful with like I think I mentioned it previously today is credit card companies are not very nice they make money on the people that don't pay off their credit card so if you are just racking up the debt of course they're gonna want to give you more credit limit because they want to make more money yeah. off of you off your minimum payments <laughs> which are not going to go over very well and you're just going to waste a lot yeah. of money and please don't like it please 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 try and make more than the minimum payment and i if there's anything you take away yes. from this podcast just don't make make more than the minimum payment. and also like if you do have a relationship like i had with credit like just find someone to like that's willing to help you about it because I think my Mm -hmm. pride took over for so long and I just kept making it like a non-issue in my head and just being like it's fine it's fine like whenever I would like but also that hesitation like I can remember going to apply for my apartments because they had to do like a like a a check right on like your Mm -hmm. credit score and stuff and just always this like feeling like you're holding your breath for the few days while they're doing it of like well I'm not gonna get this apartment because of my credit score and then I mean I'm nowhere to live like yeah it's gonna happen everywhere I go and this and that and it's just a terrible feeling to have all the time so just like find someone who is even just knowledgeable on the topic and you know pick their pick their brain on it because yeah and I don't think some people realize that that by getting yourself into credit card debt and not managing it it hurts you in other ways like not creating a credit history not keeping yourself in good standing can hurt you when you want to buy a house you need to rent somewhere like they are gonna go yeah there's like those bigger items and then just also like the stress of feeling like that all the time right Mm -hmm. like if you can get that off of your plate like why 
why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I want to, we've talked a lot kind of about like credit scores, credit reports, but if you don't know what that is, I'm just going to go over what they are and summarize them for you guys. So your credit score can range from 300 to 900 and 900 is the best. The higher credit score, the more willing the lender is to give you money. Um, It measures your credit risk based on your credit report and you can check your credit score. I check it through Credit Karma. I think there are different sites. You just need to make sure that you are using a credible site because you don't want to be putting your personal information into one that is fraudulent. Yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've heard so much about Credit Karma. That's why I had signed Mm -hmm. up for it. A lot of banks now kind of, you can check it through them. I haven't set mine up through BMO because I already have my account through Credit Karma and it I like how it gives me the emails every month to check it. Yeah, I also use Credit Karma. I had mine set up through, um, well, not had, I still do, through Scotiabank, mm-hmm. which goes through TransUnion. And I always find it interesting because, okay. like, the way it's rated in Credit Karma and the way it's ra- rated in my bank are different and I was mm-hmm. actually talking to one of yes. my co-workers who follows your your blog and stuff when we were talking about this um, and she said the same thing I don't know I think she was with TD I could be wrong um, but same okay. thing like her banks with TransUnion and like like when my credit score was on Credit Karma when it told me it was good um, my bank told me it was fair Oh, interesting. I do know that they can be different, that the different um, credit bureaus base it off mm-hmm. of different things. So that so your credit report is your credit is a record of your credit history. Uh, it's something that you should be checking at least once a year. You need to make sure that I've what's never on done it is that. yours. And you, honestly, to to be honest, neither have I. I didn't know it was something that you should be checking, and it's something that I want to do by the end of the year. But you need to make sure that what is on it is yours and that there's yeah. no fraud. That is where you need to, like, look through it make sure that everything on there is stuff that you've signed up for. Um, in Canada, I believe there's only two major credit bureaus. One is TransUnion mm-hmm. and one is Equifax, which is where you can go and request a copy of your credit report. And again, you need to make sure that you're on the correct websites and not a dummy one. Yeah, it was funny, too, because my coworker was and I don't know like it, how this was just a conversation we had. And um, but she was saying that when she went to go try to do it through um, Equifax, that she had to like fill out mm-hmm. a form and mail it to Montreal. She's she was saying that that's the only way it was letting her do it. And she's like, I don't want to put all of my like personal yeah. information like my sin and like everything like that like in an envelope yeah I wouldn't do that real. either she since um I think figured out how to do it online through TransUnion and her bank is through TransUnion anyway so that made sense but okay. I thought that was really weird when she's like yeah like it's saying like it has to be mail. so I don't know if maybe that was one of those websites that was like posing as something else or yeah, you definitely want to make sure that you're on the right one. I'm going to look more into yeah. it when I do mine because I I do want to make sure that everything's good. And to be honest, before the blog and stuff, I didn't know the difference between a credit score and a credit report. I didn't know they were two different things. 
I, I thought they were the same. I didn't know that a credit report even existed until you did the post on it. Mm-hmm. So that is on my list of things to do. Lindsay doesn't have something on her list this episode Yay! so far. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that credit card. That's you, been you on my list every Just... episode. <laughs> I had Steven and Connor over yesterday and my mom was talking Amazing. about your credit card. Oh, Pam. She's like, I just, Lindsay just needs to come over here and bring her credit card and I'm going to yeah. cancel it for her. I'm just going to bring all my documents to Pam. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, last thing. Uh, we did talk about making sure that you're, when you're shopping for credit cards that you pick one that does reflect the things that you want. Some other things you need to make sure you do your research on is promotional rates. You can get sucked into getting this credit card because it's 0% for Mm. 12 months. When does that end? After the 12 months, is it waived or or is your interest deferred? Because if your interest is waived, you'll start paying interest when that promotional rate is up. If it is deferred and you still have a balance, when that year is up on that 0%, you will be charged all the interest for the previous year. Just trash baskets. <laughs> and fees. You need to look at your fees. I don't have a credit card that has an annual fee. I don't think I ever am going to want a credit card that has an annual fee. Why am I going to pay, I don't know, 100 bucks a year when I only get like 140 in cash yeah, back? No. Like, that does not make sense. That's weird. So... There's just so much you need to think about and take into consideration when it comes to credit cards. What is your relationship? Do you not have a good relationship from it being passed down from your parents? Were you told stuff like only paying your minimum? Because honestly, that is the most ridiculous advice I've ever heard. You need to pay more than your minimum. It's not going to help you in the future. Yeah. And you would say maybe even like a future episode or like post or something is like breakdown of like common types of cards that are out there. Because I know like in the past and like even myself now, when like everyone tells me I need to go get a Scotiabank credit card. But when I go look at them, I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what to like. I just get overwhelmed and I'm just like, I don't know which one's right and this and that. And then I just put it off. Yeah, definitely. So some of the tips I can give you is, and anyone listening is, first you need to, what do you want to use it for? Are you into traveling? Do you just want the extra bonus at Christmas of cash back? Do you want to collect air miles because you shop at places that would use them? So first you need to figure out what direction you want to go in. Secondly, I don't suggest paying an annual fee for a credit card so mostly like most like I know when I went to get one on BMO there was like two air miles two cash backs obviously the one that you paid the annual fee for probably had like a higher cash back but in the end is yeah gonna wipe out the difference right like you need to go in looking at do I want to pay an annual fee? Am I going to use it enough where that annual fee will be covered? Plus I'll have more cash back. Like you really just need to figure out what works best for you. So that'd be the second thing I would pick having one that doesn't have an annual fee. And then thirdly, you just need to, what do you want your limit? Interest vary a lot. That's in in your experience. Like on like, like a card that would be like, 
uh, I don't know, like something that's focused, like travel or like one that's cash back or one that's giving you like that. I'm not sure of. Obviously, the bigger the rewards, the more costly the credit card is okay. probably gonna be. Um, I know there is a version of the one that I have that you do mm-hmm. pay an annual fee. I just don't know what the difference is in cash back yeah. and like the different perks. I just saw that there's annual an annual fee and didn't even bother going to look at it because it's I don't want to pay that annual fee regardless of what the perks are. Like I'm just not in a financial position to yeah. use my credit card that much to really yeah, get any benefits true. of it. So I guess yeah, that would also be something to consider if you were looking at an annual fee. Is like, are you using your card enough that how like the amount of rewards that you're gonna get outweighs the cost yeah. of the card? Yeah. And I mean, if you're making like $100,000, I'm sure you can, like, you would benefit yeah. from different things as yeah, like, what we're for making, sure. right? Interesting. Huh. And credit cards, you do have to, like, you have to be approved. They will ask where your income is. They will look at your debt and see if, like, it's something yeah. that even works for you, for your financial and situation. And so overwhelming to, like, a lot of people, I mean, at least in my experience, is that, like, you navigate so much of this on your own. Like, like what credit card makes sense mm-hmm. for you? And you're like, it's like when you go into the car dealership and it's like, what what makes sense for <laughs> me and what I need out of this and whatnot? Like, there's someone there yeah. t- to help you. And it's stressful. To answer those questions, you know? Like, yeah. I find that that's where people get into so much trouble is so much of this is, like, navigating mm-hmm. it yourself. So, again, just finding someone t- who can, you know, give you a little guidance is always a- an asset. You can always slide into the DMs, <laughs> you know, ask me questions. Slide into <laughs> the DMs. I love that. I mean, I'm lucky because of, like, my schooling. Like, I had personal yeah. finance courses. I learned about a lot of this because of taking finance as a mm-hmm. major in university. So for me, it, it's never been, I don't know. I find it odd when people are like, yeah. I was never taught that. And I'm like, yeah, what do you mean you're never taught that? Versus when I look at that, it's like, like it's just, why would I have yeah. to, like, what is that kind of like $40,000 for knowing how to, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, um, yeah like you're interested in it and went to school for it because this is like what you want to do in a mm-hmm. career but like for all the people who aren't in that like like who teaches you this like I I mean there should be so much yeah. more of this included in like the high school curriculum but that's a whole nother conversation there should be <laughs> well it's a big reason why I started fashion sense finance mess is because I'd have conversations with you and like other people around our age and they'd look at me like I was speaking a different language and it was stuff that just came so second nature to me because that's when I for sure like it shocks me that high school doesn't have like just even a day of like a lesson around like what is credit same yeah all right well I think that was a Mm -hmm. lovely episode I want to thank everybody for listening we appreciate all of the support so far you can find Fashion Sense Finance Mess on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. So head on over to one of those and let us know. Have you had any bad stories with credit? Good stories? Do you check your credit score? Because I still know friends that don't. Let us know. Comment on the post. Every 
other Friday, usually there is an Instagram post dedicated to the podcast. So we would love to know your Thanks, feedback. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.